Chase Harrell from Louisiana, USA, and you're listening to Galtie and the Gators Blues and New Show. Yes, you are. And we're here. So today we've got a cracking show. Been looking forward to this. Yeah, and I tell you, it's completely different and probably not the kind of people you'd expect to... Um, not kind of people, but I mean age. I know. See, I was talking about this on my Wednesday show. Um, if if anybody, you know, I felt that anybody who hadn't listened, who wasn't sure what what was what, this was definitely one that they should tune into because this is, um, young people bringing the traditional style music. Uh, yeah, yeah. To the young I, th- I think I think also the the interesting thing about today's show is the fact that after having collated this mass, I mean, this has been hard work for me to edit, I mean, personally, I think, you know, I know you've done a bit of work, but, I mean, the actual editing of the, the amount of conversation we've had to go through, because all these young guys are very, very invested in this music, however, they also picked a load, of, so we asked them to pick the songs, mm-hmm. and the songs they picked is actually unbelievable, because because it's got, it's like generations before, you know? Yeah. So it's always been that that uplifting, that positive thing that we're trying to sell to people. It's always been that. And it just shows you that um, it's just a certain breed of person that actually sees that, you know. And and I think that's what we're trying to deliver to, to you today, guys. So, I mean, like, don't go anywhere. You know, feet up, not. If you're at work, just say to the guy, look, go out in the gator zone. I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. So we're kicking off today with Freddie King going down and this is a personal choice from DK Harrell who you heard introducing the show. Um, We hope you enjoy it. We can't imagine that you wouldn't. Got my head on the ground. 
that's your job. That's your job. You're the knob master. I think that technically that's a dial. I'm not sure. Anyway. Dial the knob master. <laughs> <laughs> PM me, guys. I've got the number. Anyway, so that was um, DK's first choice. It was indeed. I and mean, uh, Freddie King, I mean. Uh huh. And we caught up with him. Oh, that was a good chat. He was cool, eh? That was our big weekend, remember? That was, oh, we had a hard weekend that weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we always have a hard weekend, but it's usually drinking whatnot related. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like that weekend was just like really hard to, to be on the ball, eh? Well, I'm we had like Mark Broussard, Sonny Andreth, Jeremiah Haro, Johnson, Debbie Bond, Debbie Bond, Andy Kai, and uh, Reedy Eric. Well, yeah. I know technically it was the same thing, but he needs a shout out. Um, so yes, it was it was a busy busy weekend. Was sorry, I'm yawning. I'm just tired talking about it. That's because it's Friday afternoon. We've made it like through another week. We're like yes. I know, and the kids are still breathing. <laughs> just. I, I mean, that's the best thing I've ever done is build that basement. <laughs> honestly, and I know it was a lot of work, and I've had to take a lot of time out to do it. But honestly, th- that basement has been a godsend. I mean, I don't even. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Did you send food? You weren't supposed to mention that on air. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Anyway. Of course, I sent food, I sent our special carbonara. Your <laughs> <laughs> one hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Right, okay. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. Right. So, let's talk. So, we chatted to DK for a while. So, let's hear what he's got to say about his playing style. Because he does very much. I, I call him the new BB King. He does sound like the new BB King. He's had some amazing experiences. He's played with Tedeschi Trucks Band. He's played with um, um, Gary Clark Jr. He's played with a lot of cool guys. He's friendly with Chris Stone Ingram. Mm-hmm. He's friendly with John Tavis Willis. He's friendly with Mac McDonald, Jay Hop, mm-hmm. which we've all got on this show. He's friendly with the Gator. He's, oh, I swear, yeah, sorry. So oh, that's you know. me. That's me. I know. Right. Oh, is that who you meant? <laughs> I thought you meant another Gator. Is there another Gator? Is there? Not as quick as me. I always make it snappy. <laughs> anyway, here he is. And she'll ask questions that I wouldn't think to ask because I might know the answers. But the thing that stuck <laughs> out before uh, um, for you was the, the notes. You know how one note has that, you know, yeah, it tells a story. That one note tells a story. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining myself properly. Yes. That's why I started. No, yeah. You know. You did perfect. You did perfect. Uh, that actually is something that matters to me because I won't I won't lie I get I get all types of criticism because I choose the single note style of playing and I feel like chorus is you know cool it's fine it structures the song and keep the foundation going but I feel like when you add that that just that one note that could touch someone it says to me it says more than chords I mean if you have a if you're in college and you have a speech class and your speech teacher is reciting, you know, Abraham Lincoln's, uh, not farewell address, but his inauguration address, the class is going to get bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the class is going to, we get four scores and just go. But if the speech teacher comes in there and he just says, okay, I'm going to have you guys, I'm going to assign each of you a part of the inaugurational address. And I want you to analyze it and tell me what you've taken from that section of that address. Then it means something. 
Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you added that feel. That one little part added that feel. It made that student think and feel. Okay, well, how do I, how, how, if I was back then, how would I feel about, you know, slavery and, and the states being split up and uh, racism and injustice? And just, it makes you, it, it makes the audience more, it makes it more personal, I should say. Absolutely. It makes it more personal. He's got a point. I love talking to him. I, he was another one I could have just I, th- sat I there think it's amazing. Him. I think it's amazing that, like, um, these young guys are coming up. Um, educated enough about their history to to still produce it, uh, music in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and I I made a point to John T. as well. Actually, um, only a few days ago. Now what? I missed that one. I know, I know, I know. These are all my pals. You're well. At least I'll make you welcome him. I know. <laughs> but but anyway, um, so I did make a point to John T. and I said to him, I said, look, it's all right. Um, going on about black history and black struggle but it's not the same if you're black and you're doing it because I think it's more important that the white people start going on about it and be ashamed of it than it is for the black people to keep fighting for it because we are the ones that caused it, we are the ones that can, can rectify it I think we said as going much forward. didn't we on our Christmas show yeah, yeah, we, need, we, to, we yeah. need to really we need to really look at ourselves and think well why should why should black people have to go Black Lives Matter? <laughs> White people <laughs> should be going Black Lives Matter. And if that was this, if that was the case, if we just did that once or twice, you know, it would catch on with enough people. I believe that it would make the the the, the African American and 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 black race in general just a, a lot lighter on making it happen for them. You know, I just I can't understand it personally. I mean, I no, don't know. I, know. I, d- I, I mean, I hate everybody the same. Right, <laughs> my, I mean, my dad used to say, "I'm not racist. I hate everyone," <laughs> and he wasn't at all. <laughs> he was just a bit of a, one of them grumpy old men. But um, I just can't, I can't believe that it, you know we're in 2022 and that th- that still makes a difference. <laughs> I just it's I not. Know, well, I'll tell you no, what. It, you know, I know it, it doesn't, but I mean, to, well, to some people, it but does. I but it's not the word. I'll tell you what it is, right? I, I mean, I'm not going to be. F- funny about this like I'm gonna say it as it is and I was educated from a very um intelligent man about this only today. Mm-hmm. Or not not today. When was it? What day did I speak to him? Does it matter? It does because <laughs> 'cause it was Eric <laughs> bye bye. So so it does matter. Well you they'll find um, out when they hear the show. So um he said it's all very well teaching people what's um what's acceptable and, and not differentiating but that you can go over. I mean when you grow up when you grow up and you're you're given this blank canvas, you know you, you know you can you can learn that everybody's the same regardless of color or or belief system or whatever. But the problem is, a lot of these people are growing up being indoctrinated and they're still being indoctrinated and and it's it is it is um, diluting to a point. But mm-hmm. I mean it's not a way, and until it's a way, this is always going to happen. And for some reason I don't know why, right? But I mean for some reason we pretend to be this more the most progressive ever right with all these other things that we can okay so putting your four or five right okay you can choose what gender you want to be but but then but then, you, then you can still but then you can still be prejudiced to somebody's skin colour that makes absolutely no as, sense as even Sorry. that even the, the, the pride um, side of things is, is more um, on the transgender than it is on 
what it started out to be. You know, do you know what? Do, 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 do you know what it is? Because people don't nurture each other enough, right? Because and it all boils down to the same simple things, right? I mean, this is going to get a bit deep, right? And I'm sorry, right? I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I hate it myself. But you know, modern society spends far too much time, I believe, and this is only my belief. I'm not going to give you accurate numbers. I don't know, right? But my belief is that modern society spends far too much time in an artificial reality, right? They spend far too much time reading stuff. And it, they feel like it connects with them, so then they jump on the first bandwagon because human nature is to be part of something, right? And a lot of these people don't, they aren't part of something because they've spent their life investing in a, 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 a bit of body plastic, you know, or so, you know, mm-hmm. you know and, and that creates this whole, this solitude that they didn't ask for, but in actual fact, when they think about it, really, if they're going to be honest with themselves, they actually did create that themselves, right? And then the first thing, oh, somebody's struggling. I'm now vegan, I'm now I'm now Black Lives Matter, I'm now Pride. And you know what? See the amount of black people who were in, in terrible situations that actually specifically publicly asked, please stop using the, the Black Lives Matter hashtag because that was created for a real pur- purpose and now it's diluted because there's too many white people or too many, too many people who don't really understand what it actually is about using the hashtag because they want to be part of something and I think that's a massive problem in this world you know mm-hmm. you know if everybody just stuck to doing the right thing by themselves and and those close to them if everybody did that at once then everybody would be better off you wouldn't have to fight about it mm-hmm. sorry I know that was a bit deep so I apologise let's get a nice song on hand well, we've got another wee bit of chat from DK Harold. Okay, he's a bit nicer to listen to. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've, you've preserved the traditional music, but brought your thing to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. That's what that's what um, evolution should be like. Not putting a digital backbeat and then putting makeup on it. That's different. That's mm-hmm. changing it. You've not changed it. You've refreshed it. And that's, that's important. That's, that's the goal. I, f- I feel like music should be like uh, should be like when people go to uh, balls and parties and you have the waiters coming around and they'll see that your glass is half full and they'll freshen it up for you. Yeah, That's what music is supposed to be like. Every uh, A lot of people try to just come up with something new, new but I feel like I, I go by what BB said. He always said that there's no such thing as new music. It's just the same 12 notes being taken and arranged a certain way by yeah. a certain individual. Absolutely, yeah. And that's true.
How good was that? So that was Fanny Mae, and that was a choice by... Um, it was Buster Brown. I bet it was Song. Oh, right, sorry. It's Fanny I want to shut up again. And that was a choice by another one of our wee guests. I'll tell you what, J-Hop's cool. Mm-hmm. He looks like Kimbo Slice, and I'm only saying that because he said that he's a lover and not a fighter, because if he could fight like Kimbo Slice, I would totally not be saying that. But um, he, uh, he's also got ve- some very famous family that he didn't know about. And and we're gonna hear some some stuff from him. Um, there's I'm plenty of time. Stop stop doing that. I'm not doing it. I can see that. I can see it. And we've got there's numbers. Uh-huh. We've got um. So on today's show, we've got DK Harrell, we've got J Hop, and we've got oh my 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 wee pal Mac McDonald. Yep. I love him. He's got a great name too. And it's not quite Donald, but it's close enough. <laughs> and John Tavius Willis. Mm-hmm. So um, up for you next, we've got Errol Hooker. Uh, with Tanya, which is um, a selection by because I didn't do that one either, did I? You were all. What Mike McDonald? I wasn't there. I got. I watched. Oh, you mean the interview? It, Sorry, I. Didn't I. Do the interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that's the next tune that we have coming up for you, and uh, uh, yeah, and we've got we've got loads more chat and everything to come. So. Uh, right back. I'm right back soon enough. Right. Yep. Listen to this.
Oh, you tune chocolate. I'm just going to turn your microphone off just now. Uh, so that was Errol Hooker with Tanya, and that was a Mac McDonald choice. Are you finished? Nope, nope. I'm still tuning chocolate. So <laughs> I'm not putting on because it's cracking. It's horrible. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to go straight into this chat that you've got with wee dude himself. Absolutely amazing. He's at um, college doing his thing um, as well as music and he's going to, go, you know, continue that and, and then you're going to just put more chocolate in. I can't believe you're doing this, right? <laughs> so here you go. Enjoy this. This is my senior year of college. Um, so I kind of grew up in a musical family. Um, my father is a drummer. Um a lot of people in my family can sing um, or play instruments, uh, especially up and down my my, uh, my father's side of the family. Um, matter of fact, my great-great-grandfather and his brother were guitar players um, on my father's father's side. And then on my father's mother's side, uh, my great-great-grandfather, McKinley Hayes, he was a, uh, he played the diddly boat on the side of the house. Oh, and then he also played banjo as well. Um, and then the guitar players on the other side, their names were Stoney and um, I think his brother's name was Leon, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they were also, you know, dealing with music. And um, so when I was a baby, my father used to just play music around the house and yeah. it would be you know, stuff like jazz and things like that. So that was how I initially you know, got into it, I mean, because it was, it was in me already. Yeah. But, um, it, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, it was natural. And so I was just always attracted to older music, more so than the music that was on the radio. So everybody else is listening to, you know, uh, uh, Lil Wayne and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, does anybody know about James Brown? Does anybody yeah, know about Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be stuff like that. So, um, that's that's how I first kind of got introduced to it. I started playing piano. Well, like I said, my father was a, a drummer, and uh, so he started me out on drums when I was two. And oh, then, wow. uh, and then I started playing piano after I saw the Ray Charles movie. That was when I was uh, three. So I started fun. taking piano lessons at three. Yeah. Um, Were you eating chocolate now? Not at all. I was looking up Little Wayne because I'd never heard him. He's a rapper. He was in a coma, apparently. I thought... Uh, I, he, had, he had a bad curry. Was he it at, was an Indian and he slipped into a coma. I thought... Oh, my goodness. I thought it was that um, other guy. No. Is it Lil Nas? Gonna take my horse to the altar. But I was wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, that's... So, I, I thought, well, who is it then? If it's not him, it's not the horse and the and the thing, with the what's his cup, you know Miley Cyrus is the man, uh, dad, Billy, mm -hmm. Billy, um. So let's get his Robert Wood song on. Well, you're eating chocolate. I can't believe you're still eating chocolate. We're like on, we're on here. I didn't even do that. I mean, Victor used to bring me in a mince pie, and I'd like, wait until you know I had plenty of time to eat it, but not you, no. Actually, it was a box of mince pies. Pure rebel. Is it this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I so is. Your love is amazing, Robert Ward. This is no. Wait, before you start, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Will you say this is J Hop? Oh, shut up. This is. <gasps> let me speak. This is J Hop's uncle, right? See, this is what he's always like. It's this just is the truth. I'm still trying to speak. Shut up. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
No, I'm trying to eat chocolate and tell a story, and you're talking over the top of me. So let me speak. Let me speak. Let me speak. Anyway, shut up a minute. Jeez, whoa. <clears throat> Don't you twice me. <laughs> I remember the first time I twiced you. Such a childish thing to do. Like, carry on as you were. So, um, the Ohio players, Robert Ward was one of the founding members, and it's actually um, Sean Hopson's uh, uncle. That was oh, it. Cool. That was it. It, it was anticlimactic because of all your um, rudeness and my rudeness. Yeah, uh, I was uh, only trying to enjoy chocolate. Let's put a song on. He was telling me to shut up. Did you, Did you do it? it? You all heard it. Did you?
And we're back. I enjoyed that chocolate, did you? I think mm-hmm. it's on my lips, actually. It's in my beard. Like <laughs> it looks like I've dyed my beard. I now look young. You look like one of the veins that have had a Nutella sandwich. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, that was Robert Ward. And that was How do you get to say something and go moving on and then everybody just, just like skip past it? Because everybody else is going, oh, I know exactly what she means. Moving on. What's next? Well, I was going to be nice and say we should maybe hear a bit of J-Hop talking. I think that's a good idea. Aye, but it's not long enough for me to have a proper full-on domestic. So can you put something else on after it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have a go at you, right? But I'm, I'm not sure I can do it in a minute and a half. No, you know, you're going to go and eat the rest of that bar of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some G-Hop. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, he, uh, is I said I've been training my voice for the past two years. I started off playing when we, I started off playing in the church. And then me and Zantavis got together. And he he was trying to teach me blue. He was playing open tune, and he was trying to teach me the finger picking style and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't get down with that. I like the, the funkadelic sound, and, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, my uncle, Robert Ward, he started the Ohio Players. They started out as the Ohio Untouchables. And I was, like, into all that, everyone in the fire, all the funky stuff. But we came together maybe three, four years ago. We reunited. And I really got hooked on the blues. Like, I found out all the music that's popular now, majority of it came from, like, real old blues. Some, yeah. some of them have the same, same lyrics. Some of them have, like, the same cadences. Some of them have the same music, even. And, you know, they kind of, like, opened my eyes to the blues. And I fell in love with it. And ever since then, I've been going. Now, when I first started out playing blues, all I was doing was playing. I went sing. I was scared to sing. I wasn't gonna sing if you asked me. That's what you know. But Jante was like, "Bro, if you, you really he he would hear me singing like when it's just me and him. He like, bro, you really got a good voice. If you like train it, you'll be good." Hello. So there you go. <laughs> Um, so the oh, next song that we've got coming up is Do you think that come through? No it didn't because I didn't turn your microphone on Is well, um, some Otis Rush And who picked this song? Do what? you know? Uh, me Actually <laughs> it, was, uh, it was DK Harrow No, oh, okay, you mean originally? Oh yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> If you succeed, oh, 
person who knows how to give in the things I give you, babe. I'll never see you again. You're killing my love. Oh, in every way. And if you succeed. You're not worth my time You'll get what you deserve, baby Later on down the line You're killing my love met you Your promises proved to be untrue So step by step I've been a fool Now I'm just two steps from the blue The reason we didn't get along was telegrams and telephone one bring bad news the other run the blues that keeps me two steps from the blues hear the chant to be loved or be lonely My heart awaits your call I know it's better to have loved lost And to never had love at all So darling, let's try And if it should fail, let's try and try again Oh, it makes no difference what you say or do I'm so forgiving 
I'm so forgiving And I can't go on living Two steps from the blue Awesome. Well, that was a bit loud. <laughs> Did you turn that up too high? I, I went, awesome. Um, so that was, I can't, I can't even get my tongue around this, Bobby what? Blue Bland. Yeah, Bobby Yay. Blue Bland, yeah. I always feel that I've made like a speech mistake. He was like an impediment. Ah, you know, like it's supposed to say Bobby Blue Band. That's a pr- and, then, and I know it's not. Oh, so the Bobby become, Blue Bland Band. I, I become dead conscious of it, that's all. Um, two steps from the blues. Out of all the things to be conscious of, you know. Mm-hmm. I tell you, what, I tell you what though, there's some some cool facts. He used to be um, BB King's uh, chauffeur and bus driver, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he actually literally become one of the most famous soul blues singers um, ever to, to to grace the world, like yeah. And um, and then he ended up actually hiring BB King as his sideman, which <laughs> he went from bus driver to to employee uh, employer. You know, for BB King, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just but we do have a massive artist um, who's going to be be on the show, so we might as well get some of the chat away from him. Eh? Aye, aye, yeah, aye. If you want, if you want, Absolutely. like you, you look crabby here. You all right? Oh, I can hear cats growling. Um, so it was the cats I was talking to. I love no, you. No, no, here we go. I knew that was happening. I said that. Look, Nina's going to start fighting and just run away and think it never happened. No, well, she's not running away. They're still in there, right? So on that note, <laughs> here's some oh. <laughs> here's Willis. Yeah, yeah. The British invasion had a lot to do with you know with what what folk thought, but the folk back home never really. Well, some of them, the folk down south, they would listen to the blues, uh, but a lot of the folks in the north, not west, they weren't they weren't listening to the blues until. Eric Clapton. Now, it, even some people up north, some of the populists. Now, I'm mean, the black folk always have been listening. So, I mean, I think I think the point he's making there is fairly strong. And um, the British invasion did actually help, obviously, people get back onto the blues, both on both sides of the the, the Atlantic. But um, there is um, a certain amount of truth in what he's saying, where uh, you know. A lot of it's been diluted because people who have been playing what they think is blues for a long time now get to determine what is actually blues in modern society, and I think that's something that um, John Tavis and Eric Bibb and all these other guys are trying to kind of combat. You know, um, so I think you should pick your the next bit of chat because it's not the n- not that one. No, no, I mean from John Tavis. Like one ball, one ball, one ball. Pick it, but don't pick it. <laughs> no, no, no I meant from him. I didn't mean from. I, I didn't mean. I went from the same guy. <laughs> Don't yeah. be honest. You t- honestly, yeah. and I'm the bad guy all the time. <laughs> you are wide. Do you have one thing in particular that you've achieved as a musician that you're proud of? Uh, developing my own style. Uh, like I said, I can I listen to all those guys, but I know a lot of runs and a lot of riffs that I do that are my riffs and my runs. Yeah, yeah. And I got some friends. They they play it too, and that's the way you know. That's the way it's supposed to supposed to be. So I know when when we go together and we sitting down and playing songs, nobody in the room gonna play those songs like we playing them. So, uh, and that's a fair fair thing to be proud of. At least I mean that way. I mean he's got loads of good chat. He's got loads of good chat. So I mean let's just hear the whole conversation. 
I saw a post you put up a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago. It was actually me that commented on it about you wanting to start a radio show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm supposed to be talking about. Well, I want to do XM pays, and uh, a lot of the folks on the the, the current XM station, uh, I would say eighty percent of, of the United States. That's not a real figure, but I just say eighty percent of the blues that's heard in the United States is heard off of Bluesville on Sirius XM radio. And um, that Bluesville, they have three DJs. They got Times and Joe Bonamassa. And uh, and I guess some other people are curating the playlist, but most of it is rock, blues, and people that um, play these festivals. And um, I have no problem with rock, blues, but I don't feel like rock, blues should be uh, foreshadowed before, uh, what should be in the forefront before uh, the traditional blues in every sense. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's what they want. They want, but... Um, in reality, like I post on my page the other day, I don't have to associate with those people. I don't have to socialize with them. It is not anything against me. Just they, they have nothing to offer me. Um, and and that's the reason I talk to Sean and I talk to J Hop. I talk to J Hop. I'm pretty regular too. And um, talk to DK sometimes. Marquise Knox. Uh, it's a few folks out here. Probably about twenty folks. Uh, probably that playing that you know playing that straight stuff and singing and playing and performing in the tradition and, and even from the tradition. But uh, I, I talked to them and um, yeah, yeah. The rock star just, and it's not, people say rock and roll, but they're not playing rock and roll. They're playing rock. You know, rock and roll, they like Chuck Bear, Fat Domino, yeah. uh, Dave Bartholomew, Ray Sharp. That's rock and roll. I like rock and roll. You can still hear blues in rock and roll. Rock is the after rock and roll, you know, and it's it's not it's not uh it's it's guitar and and, and then the solos, um, from what I hear, it's just like it's not based off the blues. So the blues guy, they do one or two solos, you know, and then they don't have to do it every song. You know, it most they know a lot of lyrics. They know more words than they know uh music and a lot of them know a lot of music too. But it just that that wasn't, you know They're telling a story, yeah. Yeah, the British invasion came in. I think that when the solo just they went berserk with the solos, and that's just not my that's not my forte. It's more in the line of uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, I guess um, Steve Ray Vaughan a little bit got a lot to do with it. Cause, I mean, I guess Al, see like Albert King toward the end of his life, you know, and then Steve Ray Vaughan kind of picked, yeah, you know, kind of kind of thing. And, uh, the only problem in the, the there's some of the chat is also it's about them. Dodgy with the Wi-Fi connection, we didn't have a great connection, but um, I, I, honestly, I edited it as best I could. Um, but um, you, you can hear what he's saying. I mean, I mean, he's a, he's a young man and he's he's doing his best to actually try and keep something that's very very important alive, and and I think um, rock, pop, and uh, the whole pop mark pop tart kind of. Um, generation has kind of diluted something that meant a lot more because it's a storytelling music and and I think um, more people have to actually, I mean, I, I don't know about you but would you, I mean I think when people actually hear the story properly and they believe it's true they listen to the song more Yeah I think so and I completely agree with what's been said you know like um, the, the whole, I understand that you know, Britain had to get involved because it was dying out, and then, you know, from a, a historical point of view, obviously it's not something that was pre preordained, but, um, but it it changed what the blues meant, 
and then to to enable that to oversee what's happening with it now isn't isn't right at all so i completely agree and i think um that's why you know what what these guys are doing is is keeping it traditional and going back to their roots is important yeah um, plus let's not forget that um he did actually uh he, he was a third of the 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 outfit that that started the Robert Johnson challenge. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you mm-hmm. watched the, pretty much all of my contribution to that. Mm-hmm. You Aye. know, and it was and it was it was something I think that that brought um brought Robert Johnson to the forefront where he'd been forgotten and a lot of people that enjoyed the blues probably didn't know anything about him so yeah it was a, it was a history lesson as well yeah I mean they all it's almost been the story about the crossroads and the and the and the, the, the devil's pact and. And it's been it's been told to death. Mm-hmm. It's been told to death, but people forget also that believe it or not, there are people still alive today who are related to the guy, and and it's not a it's not a fairy tale. It's not a yeah. I think it's not it's, it. not it's not a, he's not a pop star. He, he was a and normal and guy yeah. who had a he liked to drink, he liked the women, but he also loved to play music, and that was his way of making money, and. Um, you know this whole fairy tale way of looking at his career um has actually overshadowed the music that came from it which is ridiculous yeah, i think um i think f- for a lot of people um they don't even realize that he did exist i well that's what i mean mm-hmm. that's the point yeah. no that's mm-hmm. ex- well that's exactly what i'm saying yeah i mean and you know there's people that have not not long died that that toured with him and i mean sure we were talking to um uh, David Bond, who was friendly with Johnny Shines, who toured mm-hmm. with Robert Johnson. Highland Wolf was as well. You know, yeah. So I mean, like, there's a lot of people still relevant in the world today that actually knew the guy, and and uh, without people like um, John Tavius and D.K. Harrell and Jay Hop and Mac McDonald and and Eric Bibb and and all these guys who are like really, really trying their hardest to keep something very, very important to their culture, and it is their culture. And it's not only American culture; it's culture worldwide. They're, you know, they're trying to keep culture alive, and um, I think that seeing young people come up and be so good at it is important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, we're coming up to the point where we like to do a back-to-back tracks, and what we've got for you today is a DK Harrow single. Um, what else have we got? Oh, I, we've got a wee special in there, like. Got we've got a wee, we've got an eye, but we don't want to tell them. Yeah, so you've got a wee, a wee surprise. You've got one that's not published. You've got one that you played for me. Mm-hmm. And then you've got one of uh, your man's choices, Max. Yeah, so you're going to have um, some lovely um, uninterrupted tunage. And uh, it's going to be a well-earned bathroom bla- break for me. So you're going to be on the controls. You bother me. <laughs> you won't get me more than about it. Uh-huh. And uh, but before all that, we have some more chat from John Tavius. The shape that we in now, it would have been better if it never, if the blues and the, the British invasion never happened. And what would have ended up happening? Jay Hop, myself, and, St- and Sean would still be where we are because we didn't have direct contact. Yeah, we were all, all secluded to ourselves. And uh, what would have happened is the folks that were were coming right in behind them, they would have found something else to do because the the worst thing I feel like happened is it's been 60 years since the British invasion. A lot of folk been playing blues for 60 years or so, and they think just because they've been playing long that they, that they give you the right to kind of take the tradition what to do and what not to do.
never dreamed of a day without you I've only dreamed of the years that I need with you And tears I cry Tears I cry every day For your warm embrace But you don't Don't give a damn About my It's all wasted now And you're blind to see Just how much Just how much I really care for thee But you're too blind to see That you don't
I'm going back to the Delta Baby, where I'm better known I'm going back to the Delta Honey, where I'm better known Cause you ain't doing nothing here Driving a good man away from home Did me dirty But I love you just the same Well you know you did me dirty But you know I love you just the same My baby call some other man name Don't that Delta sun look lonesome Way after it has gone down Don't the Delta sky look lonesome After this sun has gone down He done changed up. He said the boy better stop stealing his shit. Yeah. Say it again. Cat 
garbage the day you put me down and I'm having a ball just selling them over town my cabbage good cabbage bad the best old cabbage that you ever had I got cabbage raw I got cabbage law I got cabbage on my shelf cabbage on in my drawer talking about cabbage them good old cabbage green just the best old cabbage man that you most ever seen I put him on a trial I said I'm giving them things away for free, not a single dime. I said I'm putting them on a trial and I'm giving them things away for free. Cause if you want good cabbage, here's where you ought to be. I got cabbage board, I got cabbage fried, it's good as an entree, but it's hell as a side. I got cabbage here, I got cabbage there, I got cabbage somewhere, I got this no cabbage, and it show sure gon' sell, cause everybody know that good cabbage don't smell. I said cabbage, dumb good old cabbage. Said you want them good old cabbage, you gotta come Georgia and see poor me. so much oh, no problem ah you can talk about the pit barbecue the band was jumping the people too ah mess around around they're doing the mess around everybody doing the mess around ah everybody was juice you can bet your soul they did the boogie boogie with a study roll they mess around they're doing the mess around they're doing the mess around everybody doing the mess around Shake your leg and do the mess around. I declare, do the mess around. Yeah, do the mess around. Everybody's doing the mess around. Now let me have it, that boy.
knows how to shake that thing. Mess around. I declare she can mess around. Born ready. I was born ready. So, uh, you were born obviously not that organized already. There you go. You nearly put on the very one. You nearly put on the very one. I was like, no, don't put that on. That'll cause problems. So that was Ray Charles with the mess around. And I actually watched a documentary about him the other day. Um, it was mad life, eh? Oh, yeah, I didn't know half of that. I, that oh, he had um, problems, like. Mm. But I think it was quite common between blues and jazz be. players. I, I mean, Jack Bruce had a major problem with um, before Cream as well. Mm. So, that's what it is. Eh? I mean, I don't yet. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, that was a choice by. Um, your man. Your man. And we have a. Uh, <laughs> We have some more uh, chat again. I, I meant your man is in because you've just put the chat up. I thought you. But 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 remember, we can see this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else can. Yeah. Uh, so this is some more chat between you and him about the blues. I remember when I was when I would grow up, when I when I was growing up, and we would come home, and you would hear like teenagers complaining about you know oh. I, I, such and such happened today and this, that, and the other. And you would hear all these adults saying, man, you you a kid. You ain't got no problems yet. You know, this, this, it's like, we all got problems. Yeah, I, this is my hey, bad day. I just, so, yeah, just because you young don't mean you can't get the blues. You yeah, know what I'm man. saying? So, by the way, right, when he was growing up, was about, 10 minutes ago because he's still grown up because he's really young oh yes he is but he probably feels really grown up because I think we did I think, I think I think he's done honours for his age I mean, he, he, um, John Davis always got in touch with him so these guys are all pals this is the cool thing I wanted to leave it to um, to the listener to actually work it out but just in case he's are I don't know like having, a, having a cup of tea yeah and um, and just uh, like not really paying attention to the, the chatty bits but Basically, all these guys went on a on a wee um, trip um, to the Foxfire Ranch, um, which is a thing that um, John Tavis was put together. He put it together because he wanted. You normally we do a summer camp. You do a couple of camps, and and uh, one was cancelled for some reason. I don't know if it was a pandemic. I can't remember what he told me. But um, anyway, so he, he he got in touch with his friends, and they had been like. Timing the <laughs> timing the phone call so that they could play music over the phone to each other, and then when they went to this ranch, they were all like like doing um, music and everything together, and it was it was cool, you know. So all the guys on the show are actually friendly and and well connected. J Hop actually w- um, grew up uh, with John Tavis was. No, they went to school, didn't they? Didn't yeah, they're really good friends. He speaks to them every other day. Um, Mac McDonald got famous because. He was playing uh, Dust My Broom outside a music shop and I want to say Georgia but I'm not sure. Um I read the article but I can't remember. <laughs> you know, you know, I've got baby brain sometimes. Some uh, so sometimes we take in too much information, I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we just don't 
paying off attention, I think. Or we think we'll remember it, because we think that we're still young. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we just assume, you know. But um, so, I so he's one one guy, and then Jehovah is actually somebody in particular that I got in touch with. So was DK Arnold off my own back because I liked what they were doing me their separate careers. I mean, DK Harrell uh, has always sounded like BB King to me. Like, you know, when I shut my eyes and listen to him playing, he's just BB King. Mm-hmm. You know, not just BB King. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, he's just, you, you know, no, you know like he's, he's just like, he's, he's, he's as good and more because he's bringing something fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and J Hop was just this cool guy who, like, openly admits that he used to be into the music that, that would have steered him away for this. Mm-hmm. And, and he was nervous about singing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think they've all got something to offer individually. So we've got a wee bit of chat here by um, J-Hop and then we've got some BB King himself. So don't go anywhere. Like, um, DK Harrow was telling me that he used to go, he went on a, like, a summer trip, you know, they all go together and sit and play music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. Uh, get together in Mississippi at a place called Fox Fire. Yeah. Uh, the first time we did it, man, it was crazy because all of us met for the first time. But beforehand, we would all get on the phone and, you know, talk, jam out and stuff. And on the phone, you might think it, it, it might sound crazy, but you would, we would have a bass player, we would have a lead player, maybe a harmonica player or another uh, guitar player. And if you time it just right on the phone, it would sound just like a full band. It would be no lag or nothing. And we did that for months and months up until meeting at Fox Five. So it was pretty much like everybody already knew each other. We were already bros. So when we got there, it was just a ball. We stayed out there for a week.
Mississippi Fred McDowell. Yep, I love the guy. Oh, me too. I've, I've watched the documentary. He's got. On him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've both watched. I think uh, they're like, "Ooh, do you ever watch um, uh, blues music documentaries on YouTube?" Uh, look, mate, we've completed YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, we've we've done them everywhere. We've actually, um, we've actually tried to do them backwards now. We try to watch them for the back yeah, and the forward. We've bought lots and books and. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think um, educating yourself on the on the stuff and from the proper sources is the way to make a good job of these radio shows. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't I don't think that enough people take the time to do that. I think too many people are out there actually just try to listen to radio shows, get ideas, and then take those ideas. But it th- comes from I a different place. In fact, that post just proved as much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I think, um, I think that's. That, and I'm not saying oh look, look at us, but the difference I think is that we are we are interested in it. We want to know everything. We're not just interested in the music. It, it's everything. Yeah, I think you know we, we were talking about this term. Actually, I think recently we've probably mentioned it. I mean, even when you've not been about. I mean, and I'm not saying this because I think I do more work than you. That's not true. You're a great mum, and I know you do all the cooking, which is amazing. Um. And you do the housework and stuff like that. I mean, you're you're pretty much the perfect wife, right? So I'm not I'm gonna go at you for this. But obviously, there's a lot of times where I have to do the interviews myself because of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got the kids, right? And and I'm actually got it. I will admit this on here. I'm got to be not there because you do add something to the um, the interviews, and I think I think the show wouldn't be half as good without you, right? So that's just fact. But, you know, when we're doing these interviews, especially when I'm doing them myself, like, 
it is actually quite important to remember that these guys are still like normal guys. They're not. It's like you said the other week. You made a good point where music is becoming so easily accessible. In fact, sure, your Wednesday show was about as much mm-hmm. how how music is becoming so so easily and readily available to anybody anywhere that is taken for granted, and yet this particular genre, so to speak, has actually come from somewhere where it was like an escape, um, it was where they were really, like, you know, like Eric Bigfoot, um, controlled and, and, and lived under absolute and sheer 100% terror, mm-hmm. and yet they make this music that makes you want to dance, and I think that that whole premise has been forgotten, so I hope it goes full circle, because, um, like you said to me the other day, um, the world is craving, especially just now, the world is certainly craving something with more um, uh, personal nutrition, you know, and art, you know, and it's true, like, I mean, it's easy to push a button and get a backbeat, but, I mean, it's not easy to, to tell a story like those guys because they had something to tell, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so, and I think that, um, you know, too many people see music not not the people that are making it the people who are listening to it are seeing it as a a hobby and not realizing that it that it's a full-time job it's not just about sitting there and going oh lyrics are flowing through me and writing them on a piece of paper no it's not easy it's not easy i, I need to speak up for myself actually there. Mm-hmm. I, I need to say something absolutely to, to back your point up i get up in the morning and every ounce of me wants to make music mm-hmm. and, and wants to write a song, wants to make a video, wants to do a video. But if but if I'm crabbing to you or you're crabbing to me, that changes your mindset and it changes your energy. Or if you like, or if you have to go and take the kids to school, or or if the dog or you need to take the dog out, it could be the silliest wee thing that that breaks that. It breaks that mindset. Or that, there's tiny ha- wee things. Or if you have to go and do another job. I, no, absolutely. You know, just but to pay your bills. No, but I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's just think about it as if as if all musicians are working right and only working musicians, and they're expected to put a, a certain amount of songs, especially the guys on record labels, right? They're expected to produce a certain amount of music, and they have to put it through their label to have it accepted, and even after that, it might not be accepted, right? Mm-hmm. So think about the amount of material you have to be producing. Now, I'm not being funny. This particular genre, in particular, you know, like really, it's it's something that needs to be really honest and really heartfelt for it to, for it to be even classed as real blues, and then it might get turned in by your label. Well, it depends That's on who your label is, because real blues might not be seen as real blues because it's not the the blues that they think the it is the blues. So you know. <laughs> you, but, you but get a bank said, as yeah. well, or you decide to go the independent route and not have a label, and then you have to. Um, market, promote, um, produce, master, mix. Yeah, but we, but we've sli- we've kind of slipped. But we've kind of slipped into that um, that way of thinking. Though I mean, we're quite independent in all aspects of our life. Um, I mean, I've just started um, recording with with somebody who encouraged me to be independent, and and I I don't want to tell you how because you should already know. Yeah, but that's my point, is so that if you're going to go the independent route, you've you've then got to promote yourself. You've got to do everything yourself, um, which takes a lot of time, and I don't think people appreciate it. I think that people assume that you're making music um, and, and just, you know, coming home from work at night and going, 
la di da di da di da di da. Right, let's put that out there. I know, um, and, and, I know and unfortunately, and unfortunately, some people do. <laughs> when you get down to it, you know, um, and it kind of do the music industry in, in complete and utter, you know, mm-hmm. entirety. But um, I, you're right. You're right about um about what's changed. I mean, this is a blues show, right? So let's let's specify what we're talking about. Blues is a storyteller music. These songs come from a time when it wasn't always called blues. It was just a song, you know. It was a chant. It was a it was what we call hardship chants. Um, you call them sorrow songs, eh, in the West yeah. Coast? <laughs> it's not sorrow chants. Sorrow chants. It's not the West Coast. Because you're too posh. No, they're called sorrow songs. Um, the when they when they were coming over on the boats, they were singing. Yeah, pain s- chants. Swing, uh, but they're but it it's not a West Coast thing. That's it, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do with Scotland whatsoever. Uh, so they were called sorrow songs to some people, I suppose, and and yeah, to, to people that live in Aloha, they were called. Pain ch- <laughs> no, well, actually, no. T- gypsies <laughs> had them as well. But it, no, no, this, I know, this I know. I was just having a laugh. I was just having a laugh. So, so pain, so pain chants, sorrow songs, um, um, songs uh, of the field, underground uh, road. Yeah, field cries um, mm-hmm. is another word for them. Um, and you know what? Errol Thomas, um, a friend of mine, said that um, blues is the language that the the blacks cried in. And that's a pretty pretty heavy statement, but it's also pretty accurate. So all of that is 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 what that means. I mean, I always slag her for saying sorrow songs. I think she just says it like that because it's easy to say for the West Coast. I'm just having a dig at her for, because she's from Port Glasgow. <laughs> but um, but in general, yeah. So all these songs are they're very you know they're very heartfelt and and they were storytelling and they were passed down and they were you know they were an escape. It was the only thing they could actually do without being punished and. And the more it's diluted and and you know given to people without the understanding of them, I think I think um, a culture has been gradually like stripped from people that deserve to be known, you know, mm-hmm. for their contribution uh, and for their pain actually. To be honest, because I mean there's still there's still a lot of segregation, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of suffering, and um, yeah, absolutely. So. Anyway, yeah. So we've got. I knew you were going to Google sorrow songs, but you watch this. Look, I can. So we've got. Shh, we've got. And yes, I know. I'm just saying that it's not a West Coast. I, but I knew that. I was having a go at you because it's fun. So that's what. That's why we're so popular because we are going here. Ian's microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and return to a nice bit of chat from uh, J-Hop. Yeah, I think that too. Like, um, so many people get tied up in the what it sound like. Uh, and we, me and John Taylor, we talk about this a lot. Solos, people take so so many solos. It'd be like a four minute song and three minutes of it, and nothing but straight solo. You might have one minute of lyrics, and it'd be like the same lyrics that whole minute, maybe three words. <laughs> and that's me. I want to hear music. I want I want to hear something orchestrated. I want the music got to be on point. The lyrics got to make sense. That's that's the whole ingredient to a song. I mean, people nowadays are putting stuff together trying to get a check. And me, if I make good music and people love it, that's all right with me because I I've accomplished my job. My my duty isn't to, you know, show you how good I am or show you all the techniques I know. 
My my duty is to make good music for you, for the people. Oh, yeah. Right. So, awesome. He's right. His job is to make the song good because it's all the bits. When the souls out outweigh the when the souls outweigh the the actual lyrics and the and the point of the story, then I think you've lost something already. You know, and I think I think anybody listening to music who listens to the lyrics, you know, who has some kind of connection to the culture and that not just that culture, any culture, any song, country and western, anything. It all comes from a real place. Even the folk scene and that it's the same, you know. So it's like stories and, and feelings and experiences passed down. So it's good to have a show with my you know, with my beautiful wife that um actually cares about it as much as I do and like talk about it and she loves she loves the re uh, the research side of it and I think we're doing a pretty good job then to be fair. Having the kind of people get in touch with us, I think we should be pretty proud of ourselves now. You know, in such a short period. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I, I wake up and look at my emails and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, um, I do that thing, eh? <gasps> you know, you do it to me, dog, really. I know, I know. It's quite a day. I mean, Eric was a big deal. Like, and the fact that he's engaging with us personally as well and, and invited us to. And the fact that we're going to take him to dinner and that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Anyway, this next um, this next song is an Ike Turner song. Now, Ike Turner. Um, Obviously, was a, was was an incredibly talented, great great piano player, um, um, and he was also he um had part and parcel in recording a few good artists as well. Yeah, and and he was friendly with Earl Thomas as well, actually. Oh really? Oh, did you not know that? No, no, no. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, him and Ike worked together. I mean, you need to remember Earl Thomas had a song covered by Solomon Burke and Eta James. Earl Thomas, in case I don't, because I don't think we've mentioned him that much on the show. But hopefully, um, we're going to get him on. I um I played a song of his. I, honestly, I did a I did a show about um music being a healer, and oh yeah, and you could Greg Taylor, in that yeah yeah, but so oh, I had to Errol Thomas on it. Yeah, yeah. So, but from my point of view, of all the songs that we had on that show, or I had on that show, I should say, um, his voice. Oh, something else, eh? His voice, I think, could heal anything. Yeah. Um, so I have had the honour of hearing him sing quite a few things. Um, I only had him specifically singing one song on that show. But if you do have an opportunity to check him out, I absolutely would. And just do you think we'll run out of time? Do you think we'll run out of time? Do you think we could maybe treat them to the one? I don't know. So let let's let's go on. If with we this can, one. if we can squeeze, if we can squeeze this in, maybe we'll squeeze that in. Right, yeah. so here you have Ike Turner and we will be back after this.
today. I tell you what, this show's went really fast, right? And I know that you think I've been a nightmare because I've looked like I've not been concentrating and I ate your chocolate. And I think, if we're both honest with each other, I think that's the real reason that you're a bit touchy. Eh? Because you had to do more work and I was eating your chocolate <laughs> in front of you and offering you tiny wee bits of it as I was eating it. Is that, is that maybe a thing? No. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I think. Judging by you. Nope. So, <laughs> we're going to end today's show with a clip. Oh, come on, that's funny. It's funny. Look, I, you started it, right? It was, a, it, it was a peach of a question, but you have just taken it <laughs> right. too far. Do you, do you want me to do you want me to word it like I would normally, and you can defend yourself because no, it's no, funnier for no, the listener. I'm not, I'm not defending myself any further. Right. My <laughs> question was on the money, and and not only was it spot on of a good question, he went on to tell I told us. Told you how he watches every other part of himself. <laughs> About it, so it was definitely a good question. I don't you care cannot who deny it. You <laughs> right. cannot deny it. I did it. like it. I did like it, right? But so, so I'm going to set the scene. No, 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 no. You should, right? You should have a minute, right? Right? right. That's <gasps> I twice. I know. I, I, I like the fourth time in one show. It's no, a record for you. It is. I've been keeping tally. And you go because we're running out of time. <laughs> I shall allow well, you this I'm, moment. Can I, well, you want to let me speak? Go on then. <laughs> okay. Can't wait till we get these stickers done. Like I'm gonna have. To, oh, Danny, 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 let me speak. Right, okay. So okay. we'll set the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, right? Big eyes all of mine. Dave Arcari. What do we interview with him? Just done a big gig with him. Everyone's all good, all buzzing and that. We got all the rubbish out the way before the chat, talking about his career and how it goes on. Fiona wanders in. The swearing. The swearing. I. I took me forty-five minutes to clip that. I took me forty-five minutes to clip it one sentence. Right, but anyway, um, I. And then Fiona waddles in after being. What waddles? <laughs> What I floated in like I I'm trying to set the scene. Shut up, shut up. I'm trying to I'm trying to tell a funny story, and it is funny because you made it funny and it was hilarious for me at the time. It's hilarious now and it's hilarious. But every time I ask anybody with a beard, right? And it so would be I, hilarious without me waddling in. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I like you know an I mean. overweight duck. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't be I just thought it was a funny word. Waddle, oh, waddle, Andy, you, waddle, you, waddle. You have to, you have lots to learn. Right, okay, sorry, right, uh-huh. okay. Well, if I've stepped, stepped oh, on your toes or something, yes, you have, have I, have I really? Uh, probably on every woman who's. Oh, listening. really? Yes. Have I really? Waddled in. Yes. I'll fill you in later. All right, okay. I literally, Can literally. Can <laughs> <I>? <laughs> <Yeah>. Concrete wellies. <laughs> anyway, have you? <laughs> well, I'll go with the wellies. Come on. Right, anyway, so anyway, she she wanders in. I prefer the I prefer the, 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 the <laughs> yeah, okay, right. So she walks in and she she sits down and she goes like Hi Dave, sorry I'm late. I need to ask, do you use beard product or shampoo your beard? Because it's very long and straight. Now I'm like that, Fiona. Are you having a laugh? But I did write on a piece of paper. Aye, I'm but going to ask a question. Just but, go I, I know, I know. I got a warning. I couldn't read your right, no, to be fair. Um, no, you were sitting It was the colour of cr- No, it was the, the crane you were using. It was all, it was all broken. Right, anyway. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then he goes like, 
well, aye, aye, absolutely, well, actually, and then went into his full shower routine. Mm-hmm. So since then, I've asked every single person that no, we've... No, no, before he's asked every single person, he has retold this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. I love you for it. I mean, that's why we we work out, because, like, you don't have to, like, have anything substantially intelligent. You just have to have something really quirky, and you've always got that exact thing that we need. Hey, I've had some bumper questions that even you've been sat going, oh, my God. God. I know I've started using them like mine now. Aye, aye, I have noticed. <laughs> aye. But then again, you do that with me. No, but that's cool. That's how it works. Eh? I know, aye. aye. I'm not slagging you for no, it. No. So don't put me down. I'm not putting you down. Oh. I, think, I think we make a good team. We come up with some cool stuff. Aye, we are like And, and I, I'm, I'm not always readily available to do interviews, so you get Exactly. And, and, and I get to regurgitate your questions and you get to make them make mine sound like your own when I'm not around. And I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right? So stop. Stop being the boss on air <laughs> right. see when we're not we've got the microphones off and I go what clip do I need to put on next what would you like me to put on next what songs next? Uh-huh. no that's there not true that's yes, not it is. I'm a so, battered husband are you hell PM me guys pampered man I have to say actually I'm quite lucky to be um, fair I just like making you to be a bad guy so that we can have a good radio show <laughs> 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 uh, so so this is the this is the point where you embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To G Hope. There's one question left because you've asked the famous person ever. You better ask him. I I asked. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Aye. We were talking to Dave Arcari, <laughs> and he's got a very long beard, but it's straight. It's a very straight and groomed beard. So I I, I asked him, does he use like products um, and he told us his entire beard routine how he's got a hot brush and everything and because <laughs> because I did this he has made fun of me every time we've spoken to someone with a beard <laughs> <laughs> this will be on the show so you better ask oh dear so I'm assu- <laughs> I'm assuming by the look on your face you do not comb your beard with a hot brush and <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, actually, I trimmed it. Well, my girl, she trimmed it at the beginning of the year, and it just grew back. But <laughs> all I do, if I'm if I'm staying at home for the day, I don't do nothing to it. But if I'm going out, I spray some water on it, comb it out, and that's it. There you are. No need for all the products. <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like that'll make it fall off. So there you go. <laughs> I love you there so you go. I love yeah. you so much. In fact, I'm sorry. I take that um, back. I I do love you, but I tolerate you so much is what I was trying to say. <laughs> but sometimes you're just hilarious. It's oh, just, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I need to cut you off to put all these songs on. I'm so, going to enjoy that as well, but can we just say that we've managed to squeeze in Errol Thomas? I don't know that we'll... Well, yeah... Not all of it, no, maybe, but no, I mean, we no, want to no, give him no, a taste. We'll there. get there, we'll get there. So, um, Love you, we are going to, we're just going to jump off now because if we don't, we won't get it all in at all. So, we've got Strolling with the Blues with Bones, rather. Sorry, I wasn't yep. looking. I wasn't looking. I was looking at, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at, and Errol Thomas, I sing the blues. And um, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We're going to go and have yeah. probably an some, argument. Um, I was it. thinking toast, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> toast? <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>
enough. It's catch and catch can. 